0: Looking at the best things to do in London and beyond? From food to fitness, bars to going out, this is The AT, the About Time Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to The AT. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> I'm Angelica.
2: I'm Alicia. <laughs>
1: And we're doing a podcast about Valentine's Day.
2: Sort of. it's a little bit of a mishmash this week girls. well
1: basically we've launched a new campaign which you might have seen on Twitter and other places called About Tomorrow and it's a campaign all about female empowerment we're doing 10 events over the next 5 weeks which is great and it's had an amazing response it's been so fun but also we've slightly lost the plot and the events yep. haven't even started yet yep. so, we, we, um, yeah, so this is a slight mishmash of an episode but it's basically about what's happening in London we're talking about Valentine's Day and pancakes and all kinds of stuff and we've got some cool guests on the show as well so yes yeah, stay with us
2: I would like to say mm. just quickly that if um, you want to buy a ticket for about tomorrow you want to see what's happening schedule line up who's on the panel um, it's all on the website magazine. Dot, is it dot uk? It is.
1: <laughs> that is a crucial part of it.
2: Dot Yeah, You were doing so
1: well. I was doing really well. but And um, then, the, yeah, there's a post all about, about tomorrow and then it links through to Eventbrite, but we're yeah. very excited.
2: Just girl it's power. A big, it's a big thing. This is the biggest thing that we've done. Yeah. Gels is like, we need to kill ourselves. Yeah, that, that was the meeting. Idea. That was the meeting. Gels like, let's kill ourselves by doing something <laughs> that we love. And then we're going to Bali. Yeah.
1: So, Valentine's Day, talk to me. How yeah. do you feel about Valentine's Day, Alicia? Um...
2: I'm not opposed to Valentine's Day, but you know what I'm opposed to? Mm. Galentine's Day. Or Palentine's Day. It's not a fucking thing. <laughs> like, stop making it a thing. I think Valentine's Day is quite a nice idea. Just go out with your girlfriends if you're single. It was funny on Parks and Recreation, but in real life, I don't really think it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, sure, like, I just think, don't really call it Valentine's Day. Just be like, oh, I'm just going out for dinner with my mate on the 14th. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of of the
1: opinion that if you're in a relationship and you want to do Valentine's Day do it if you're single I don't feel like you should feel the pressure to do it yeah. it's like this whole expectation that it's really bum out if you're not going out for dinner on the 14th whereas I'm in a creative writing course on my own on the 14th <laughs> and I'm in a relationship so yeah there you go but if you do want to do some more traditional Valentine's Day things what's happening in London set menus is happening set menus are always happening
2: a very expensive set menu <laughs> if you really want to throw down some serious cash is it Nobu. no <laughs> boo and they've got a really nice menu. It's an Omakase menu. One hundred and ninety five pounds per person. Kier. We're not we're not being around the bush here. That's with wine
1: pairing though, it's only hundred and twenty without the wine pairing. So can I just do you know anything about omakase? It's where the chef lets you So it's a yeah, it's you kind of watch the chef do it, but Omakase he decides that... Um, yeah, it can be. They, you basically are, you s- often eat at the sushi counter and it's a very traditional Japanese process and they give you kind of like one sushi piece at a time. Um, I did one in New York, which I think ends up being about 21 courses because you're having literally like one nigiri at a time. But did you
2: feel full afterwards?
1: I mean, yeah, it got to a point where we were like, well, there are certain omakases that you can do where you just tell them when you're, you've had enough. And it does become a point where it's quite rich because it's a lot of like fatty tuna and salad. Yeah. after a while you're like no more but it was absolutely incredible um i haven't tried the nobu one so i can't vouch for it but it sounds pretty good so they're doing things like scallop and foie gras white fish sashimi fresh lobster salad dessert with vanilla cream light chin raspberry soup i mean yeah it's fancy
2: it's really i feel like sometimes
1: with valentine's day menus they're like how can we make it even more decadent i know foie gras (laughs) it's not really necessary is it but cool if you want
2: to do that if you want to really
1: yeah that's a uh, um, nobu london and nobu
2: barclay street okay
1: if you want to do something a bit less schmancy, what are yeah. you suggesting
2: fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> That's <where's>... says romance <laughs> like a bit of fried chicken eh if it's deep fat fried I'm in mm. um, and I love butchies so where, they... where is butchies shoreditch mm, trendy um, they opened a bricks and mortar site um, last year Actually, no, I think they're in Camden. Oh, OK. Well, they're somewhere. They're, no, they're in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a lot of aphrodisiac dishes. So we're talking deep-fried oysters. Actually, I think the only aphrodisiac thing is is deep-fried oysters because I don't think halloumi fries... Mm,
1: I'm not sure halloumi fries counts as aphrodisiac, but their main course is a giant sandwich of two fried chicken fillets coated in chilli and cacao. <laughs> Because cacao is an
2: aphrodisiac. Yes.
1: I'm not sure about a giant sandwich being the way that I do. But it's think. in a heart-shaped bun.
2: <laughs> Gels. And nothing says I love you more than something in a heart-shaped bun. Just put heart shape anything.
1: Fine. So if you'd like to have a giant sandwich and buffalo fries, that's at Butchie's in Camden. It's
2: 15 quid per person.
1: I can't argue with that no you can't if you want to do something a little bit more on the romantic side um tuyo which is in broadway market is doing a special set menu 30 pounds per person and it's sort of mediterranean meets levantine cuisine lots of sharing plates there's something about valentine's day and sharing food like as if like sharing is really romantic i actually think sharing is less romantic because <laughs> i'm like get the fuck off my food mate but, <laughs> um but there, yeah dishes include things like sea bream with red quinoa for your own chicken thigh, falafel, just the works. And then at the end, um, there is a chocolate surprise. Fun. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm, hoping for ch- I'm hoping for a chocolate surprise. is fantastic. I really
2: day. like this restaurant. It's really cool. Yeah, would... anywhere
1: on Broadway Market. Yeah, it's just got that vibe. Yeah, and you can enjoy peach bellini and you can chill there. I think that sounds
2: pretty good. For 30 quid, that's not so bad. No, it's not. And, um, well, if, if you kind of want to turn Valentine's Day on its head slightly, mm. if you don't want to do the whole set menu route, There are many other alternatives, um, such as the Happy Endings Dessert Bar. Fun.
1: (laughs) So your alternative is a happy ending?
2: Um, I have so much... I mean, there's so many puns that I can just make (laughs) about happy endings right now um, with Valentine's Day. But yeah, you can have um, a dessert for two Mm. and share it. Um, There's everything from a strawberry cheesecake, chocolate, um, an ice 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 baby special bouquet like it's just all going on
1: yeah so it starts um, at 20 quid you go into the shop there in Spitalfields and you can buy all these special desserts like handmade salted truffles and all that kind of
2: stuff and they've teamed up with Rebel Rebel florists cool um, yeah and that's you can nice get a bouquet present. as well so
1: if you want to do something a bit more sort of hands on hello head. hello oh god a bit more. <laughs> this is turning into a nightmare if you want to do something more hands on than a happy ending <laughs> is there something more hands on <laughs>
2: then um... we're, li- we're walking into these innuendos
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that was much better either. This is a nightmare. Uh, Bread Ahead are doing special uh, limited edition Valentine's courses at their bakery schools, which are in Borough Market and Pavilion Road. So they're doing uh, pizza-making courses for two. You can learn how to make the perfect pizza. There's also a Bakes of Love workshop, where you can learn how to make amaretti biscuits and gingerbread. Lovely. And also, fun, the courses are bring your own booze. So that's cool. Get pissed while making your own pizza. Actually, it's sort of modern romance. Can I just
2: say, I love, I love like events or like restaurants or just anything in general which just like oh yeah it's B-Y-O-B so just stick B-Y-O-B on anything and, and everyone's like oh yeah great let's just go yeah. it also
1: always, always feels cheaper yeah <laughs> although you're still spending money on your own alcohol, but it feels better so yeah those are those are happening and you can find all the courses online on Bread Ahead so this one I think I'm leaving up to you because you unless you really wanted to put this one on the magazine and I was like that's where I draw the line go on now
2: and I can see why <laughs> um, you might have you might have heard the news for the first time since maybe it opened way back when um greg's has teamed up with open table um to open its doors for couples to enjoy a romantic candlelit dinner and it's shots for the very first time
1: so it's the first time greg's has ever done a dine-in restaurant yeah i mean what a way to spend valentine are they <laughs>
2: are they putting like steak bakes on a plate
1: like, is there any way to make a steak bake romantic? Well, no. So they there, There's mood you.
2: lighting, there's music, there's roses, there's a candelabra, there's white linen. Oh, my God. Please, can you just go through the menu? It's absolutely...
1: Sad. So the starter, what's for starters? Uh,
2: it's a composition of canapes. Okay. Um, so we've got a seasoned pork and puff pastry slider. Yeah. Steak... Um, we've got a steak and blue cheese... Encroute. Thank you. And a katsu tortilla wrap.
1: Yeah. So basically, it's like what Greg's offers as pasties, but mini versions.
2: But for your main, you have a choice of a Greg's puff pastry parcel. Oh, my God. It's freshly baked to order. Because, you know, sometimes when you go into a Greg's, as soon as they take the steak slices and the chicken bakes out of the oven and they put them, you know, in the counter front, they're losing their heat they lose their heat <laughs> so this heat. is the difference it's here. freshly baked right uh, accompanied by oven roasted spiced potato slices and then for probably the canes <laughs> and then um, and garnish of fresh apollo and spinach leaves and some blushed tomatoes and then um, for dessert there's miniature donuts paired with a rich butterscotch flavored dipping sauce and then there's Petty Force.
1: oh my god I mean, honestly, I think it's one of the worst ways to spend Valentine's Day ever, but...
2: Do you know what's the funniest thing about it all, I think, is that it actually ha- is only happening in one Greg's branch in the whole of London? And where's that? Stockwell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Would Come if... and eat a steak
2: slice in Stockwell.
1: What if I mean, there's only so much pump, puff pastry one person can tolerate. Yeah. That's, t- it's, that's too much for me. If someone took you on a date to Greg's Dine and Restaurant, what would you say?
2: It depa- I think it'd be quite comical, wouldn't it? You'd
1: enjoy it? You'd yeah, rate, you'd I think it's them. quite, it,
2: like, it's, it, it, and what I like about Greg's is, that if, do you follow them on social media? Like, they don't take themselves too seriously, and I actually quite enjoy that. God.
1: Do you know what I think would be the best, best thing ever if someone proposed in that restaurant? Oh, Greg's I, Stockwell, like, that'd be a yeah. way to do it.
2: Also, I actually went into the Camden Gregs, conveniently located... Next to the office. Next to the office. And I went in for um, breakfast, and there was a lady who had a sausage roll and then chased it up with a cheese and bean melt. Oh, and I enjoyed that. Little, you know? chaser. little chaser. Little chaser. Two too, too patients for breakfast.
1: If that is too much Valentine's Day for you, and you want to do something a bit different, what else is coming up? Pancake Day. Pancake Day. Everyone's 13th. Saying, basically, this week is just crazy with special foodie days so 13th of feb pancake day oh, i love pancake day i love
2: pancake day but i
1: never get time to actually make pancakes on the day so i end up either having them for like a really weird late dinner or just hoping someone like makes them for me but it never happens so i think going out for pancakes is the only option this year i i agree if you want to go out of pancakes where can you go
2: so pip and nut are actually having a little pancake pop-up at whole foods kensington um I love me of,
1: some pippin' nut.
2: I love pippin' nut. Who also
1: is speaking at our, our about tomorrow event. How to start a food brand. Yeah, how to start a food brand. Tuesday night. <laughs>
2: um yeah, there's everything from savoury pancakes um, with beetroot to um, sweet pancakes. With uh, pippin nut, coconut, almond butter, with coconut yogurt, fresh berries. I mean, you can you can mix and match really. You can make it your own pancake. Amazing. That's that is delicious. So that's happening
1: on the 12th and 13th of February um, between 11 and 12 and four and five. There's a happy hour as well.
2: Yes, fun. that is so good. much fun. getting
1: involved if you want to go for something a bit more schwanky. Then Burners Tavern at the London Edition is doing the most delicious blueberry buttermilk pancakes with <coughs> banana. And they also have some special ones with uh, Nutella and banana with chopped hazelnuts. Basically, put Nutella on anything and I'm happy. It's gonna taste good. There's very few foods, sweet foods, that don't taste better with Nutella involved. I love it. I mean, I wouldn't put Nutella on pasta, but you know But Berners Tavern
2: pancakes, have you ever had them at brunch? Yeah, very, very fluffy. Delicious. And finally, Christopher's in Covent Garden have got so many pancakes on the menu, but they've actually got vegan pancakes. And they've got the lobster least. pancakes. And they've got a French toast pancake. What I don't know how there's a French toast. pancake? I don't know how a French toast pancake works. But also, you can build your own pancakes. Uh, choose your base like buttermilk, buckwheat, and then there's toppings including matcha ice cream, maple syrup, chocolate sauce. That goes on on actual pancake day on the 13th of February. Just
1: amazing. That's that's so great. If you want to find out um, anything any more about those venues that we've talked about every week we put a post out on about time with links to the restaurants and booking and all the rest of it so that will be out today as well
2: and who are our guests coming up Angelica so coming up next well
1: funny that we speak of the edition because we have the founders of San Sebastian Tony Dix and Jasmine Hemsley on the show talking about their collaboration with the London edition and then follow that we have the Clarkwell brothers so Carlos
2: Horowitz and Faraz
1: you can't say a surname <laughs> we'll just go
0: with Faraz that's fine <laughs>
1: so stay with us guys thank you
0: this is the AT the about time podcast
3: and now
4: a word from our sponsor
0: this week's episode of
1: the AT is kindly sponsored by our very own lunchtime heroes MealPal for those that don't know MealPal helps you get a tasty lunch from the very best restaurants in your city simply choose a meal plan that suits you whether that's a 12 meal lunch plan for 4 79 a meal or a 20 meal lunch plan for 4 39 a meal and be safe in the knowledge that you'll be getting a tasty meal every lunchtime it couldn't be easier choose from 100 local restaurants offering meals every weekday skip the queue, eat, enjoy and repeat you can enjoy everything from salads to poke burgers and bowls for a price that cannot be beaten we say download the MealPal app today or check out the MealPal website to mix up your lunchtime
2: we're joined now by um, Jasmine Hemsley and Tony Dix, founders of Sound Sebastian. That's right. I'd also like to point out that we have got another person join joining us. <laughs> you can't comment as
1: such yeah. Little baby Sienna. Yeah. We've got a baby in the house. It's so exciting. This is like the best unexpected surprise A day. suckling baby, actually. We were going to just really
3: paint the picture here. I feel like this is, be- this is feminism in a room right now. It's I know. Amazing. It's excellent. We were thinking, should we should we just pretend she's called Sebastian and that's the reason that the name is? But no, she's Sienna. She's Sienna. And she's been an absolute diamond all day. And then just she as has. we're about to record, she wants to have a natter.
1: <laughs> so, guys, for anyone listening um, who doesn't know, tell us a little bit about San Sebastian. What's the idea behind
3: it? What can people expect? So, Sound Sebastian is—it's um, uh, Tony and I created it about a year ago, and it basically is everything that we love. All the things we—we're both in the well-being industry. We both run around like headless chickens all the time, just as you do in business and your own in your own kind of um, your own business. And we were—we have studied sound therapy with tuning forks, and we also love our yoga and. We just knew we wanted a bit more downtime, more of that feminine energy, which is called yin energy. Mm. And uh, for us, a sound bath encompasses everything that's the opposite to the fast pace of city life or modern life or, you know, all this technology that we deal with. So you kind of come into a beautiful room, soft lighting. We've got the most cosy blankets, temple pillows, essential oils, highest grade essential oils. And we ask you to just literally... Lie down, get comfy, kick back, relax, and we play um, s- these beautiful crystal alchemy sound bowls to you. Hello, baby. <laughs>
2: Hello, baby.
5: Really sorry. About what are you
3: saying about that? <laughs> what do you think of that, Sienna? Sorry, I'm going to speak in a baby <laughs> no, like voice. <laughs> like no back on the boobie.
1: Put the, <laughs> the baby back on the boobie. Um, how how does the sessions compared to like regular yin yoga because i'm i'm i go to regular cl- uh, yoga quite regularly mm. and i find sometimes with yin that my brain can be going like so fast after work and i go to yin class and they kind of tell you to relax yeah. but sometimes that can actually make me feel more stressed because it's that very quiet environment and my brain i can hear yeah, very get it gets well, louder is the sound therapy like does that help with the relaxation absolutely i let I mean, tony kind of, yeah yeah
5: i mean that's that's where I, I would say um, it sort of organically evolved from was that I used to teach in classes, and um, one of the things that people found very difficult was that when you're asking people to be really still and go within and draw their energy inwards, um, you know that doesn't stop the fact that the mind is still going crazy,
3: mm. and, and sounds and even louder when the when the noise when the <laughs> when you get quiet,
5: and so. Um, what we decided to do was um, by bringing in the sound bowls what it started to do was that you're not playing a melody with the sound you're playing a note and you know you're playing them in whichever order that you would like to and what happens is that the mind isn't able to attach to whatever it is that you're doing um, oh, I'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> <This is a>
3: <laughs> <nightmare>. <laughs> go on let's do
5: the dance I'm so sorry, everyone. She's normally really good. Um, (laughs) And so your mind isn't able to attach to what it is that you're doing and um, to what you're hearing. And so what starts to happen is that the sounds not only are being heard, but you're starting to feel them on the body. And they're starting to create a very gentle homeostasis in the body that normally you can definitely achieve through the breathing. But a lot of the times, again in a class, the mind takes over. You forget to breathe. So what ultimately starts to happen is that you have this wonderful, um, very beautiful, clear, crystal singing bowl that starts to basically bring um, a a sense of balance to the mind, which you can't normally perhaps achieve. So
1: the the sound bowl itself actually produces something physically, like in your body, that
5: is kind of separate to your mind. Almost, it just like is a physical reaction. So I think what it is, is that, um, it, yes, it's definitely physical. Yeah. So if you imagine that we get stagnations in the body and things that we're trying to move through, and we can do that through our breathing. Um, and as we're starting to... Sorry, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> laughing she's The it.
0: baby's <laughs> loving it. Sienna's <laughs> loving it.
3: She's laughing at mummy. Um,
5: yes, as you're starting to um, feel the music coming into the body, Um, you start to move stagnations through the body and um, ultimately as this starts to happen um, it allows you to come out of the head and come into a sense of grounding into the body Um, which I think a lot of the time when we're just doing the breathing as I say it's it's human nature for us to constantly be pulled away from Mm -hmm. the breath and to forget to do that and the sound just keeps this lovely because we're obviously playing that music for you it's this continual reminder to you, um, of, of being in the moment and feeling it in the body, which, um, eventually what starts to happen is, um, you get a lovely shift in your brainwave as well. Um, hopefully into a theta brainwave, which will drop you into a really deep relaxation really relaxed yeah. state.
1: Yeah. How did you first get into this, like get into sound healing and into this kind of relaxation technique?
3: So Tony, My- and, Tony and I met um, on a sound therapy course about two years ago and um, and then became firm friends ever since and, and knew that this was really the way forward because, um, you know, we're, we're starting to see a massive shift in the way people um, work out now and relax, what they want to do in their, spe- in, their, in their free time because the world moves so quickly and so that 90s gym mentality of work hard, play hard, hit the gym, literally, you know, um, sleep when you die kind of thing people are realising that they don't want to get burnt out they want mm. to actually live life experience life and so for us this is a massive this is a, this is a passive offering that anybody can do anyone can come in lie down and kick back and so Tony you're, you're, um, you got interested in this because of the live blood work that she does so um,
5: I started my work which was a little bit crazy Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit crazy and um, out there which was I started um, to learn how to look at somebody's blood through a microscope and um, basically in order for our blood to be in a state of homeostasis as we call it, balance the blood has um, what's a pH, um, an acid or alkaline that it can hold pH simply means current voltage um, and frequency so what I started to realize was of all the things that I used to play around with, for instance, breathing, yoga, especially yin yoga, and what you eat, what you drink, the thing that actually seemed to have the quickest and most profound effect on the blood was sound. Mm. So what you would see is that you could take somebody's blood before and after um, a sound session... And their blood would completely have changed into a state of homeostasis. <laughs> Sienna agrees. With yeah, yeah. Sienna really agrees. Really yeah, agree. yeah, um,
3: yeah. And for anyone who would like to come to a class, where where are they being held? So we've got our current residency. This is our winter residency. It's happening at the Addition Hotel in central London. So that's on Bernard Street. And we've got a beautiful basement. Um, we can take up to 48 people. And we, it's been packed out for the last two sessions. We've got um, one coming up. Yeah, no, all right, let's take it in turns, to speak. Um, we've got one coming up next Monday, the 5th of February, and then on the 12th and the um, 19th. And we've got a 6.30 session and an 8 p.m. session, and they go on for an hour. And it's lovely because people can come straight from work. You don't need to wear any special fancy leggings, you know, yoga style. You don't have to bring anything or do anything. And people are realizing that the only way to get downtime these days is to literally book it in. Because they come home, you know, you're running around after your kids or you've got, you've, you're meeting with friends. Let's face it, we don't clock off from our work emails at 6 p.m. We carry on looking at stuff. We put Netflix on. We, you know, we go out for dinner. It, we, we just never actually get that downtime. And that's why this whole meditation and mindful um, movement is happening and why yoga has become, you know, it's really here to stay. And what we love about this is that it works for everybody. You just turn up get under the covers. People literally giggle. Do as,
2: people um, fall asleep?
3: Yep, people do fall asleep. Um, you get some snorers every now and again, but because the sound of the bowls really just travels, um, you don't really have to worry. If you have to get up and go to the toilet, if you have to cough, if you have to snore, everyone's in their own kind of world. You literally just disconnect, and it's, a, it's a, an amazing time to create time and space for your body to do what it needs to do, and that's something we just, we just are unable to do in our busy lives. So we're just providing a space and the tool um, to help switch your brainwaves really easily without thinking. Oh, am I doing this breathing right? Or am I stretching properly? Or um, people talk about um, literally feeling physical shifts happen in their body. Some people suddenly so feel like le- they're levitating. Some people feel like they've just—they're so heavy and deep into the floor. They're so ridiculously relaxed, um, but. It's just, um, if your brain switches on and starts talking at you, you've got these sounds coming through from the bowls and suddenly your thoughts just fly away. So it's really nice because you're not attaching to a piece of music or to the words in a song or to you know any of the nostalgia that comes with music because it's not music, it's just the tones. So you don't know what's coming next, we don't know what's coming next, we play as we feel and so every um, sound bath you come to is completely different. And there's many other types of sound baths. There's gong baths, meditations, um, which are very traditional, but those gongs are huge and they're quite powerful. And what's so lovely about these crystal bowls is that they're such a pure note and they're not so. They're not as disruptive as maybe a, a gong bath can be. You know, they're very yeah, I gentle. I think a gong bath is quite gritty. Yeah. I think
5: crystal alchemy bowls are quite almost angelic. You know, there's a real pure, pureness to the sound. And there's different other instruments that would be classified of, of sort of having that that sacred ability, as they call it, to um, to heal. And and you know whether that can be proven or not is not really what um, what needs to even be discussed because people get this such an experience for them when it's they're exactly. It, it's like
1: if it, if it works for you, then it works yeah.
5: for you. And some people, you know, will say that they get it from things like. Um, the, uh, the harp, some people say that they get it from, there's a, oh, what was the, the hang? That beautiful flute, yeah, the hang. and oh, the hang, yeah. And um, the didgeridoo. And um, yeah, so this is just, you know, it's just one of those um, mm. options. But we, we do get really positive feedback on the sound. It sounds yes.
1: amazing and definitely something that we all need in yeah. our lives. So if people want to find out more and they want to book, how can they uh, book onto one of the sessions?
3: So if you go to our website, um, sound Sebastien. Dot com. So we've chosen the French spelling. Um, then you'll see, it'll click straight through to Eventbrite and, and get your tickets. And on social media? And on social media, you can follow us on Instagram, at um, Sound Sebastian again, quite nice and easy. Um, but yeah, the reason we, we chose the word Sebastian actually was because it means revered and deep respect. And sound is one of the oldest types of therapy we've, we've ever known. You know, we know that sound can either resonate with us and feel really good, or it can actually make your whole body feel like it's it's gonna crack you know like a the, the harsh sound of a um of, of a horn on a car or or someone screaming you know you can literally you can feel the physical effects immediately so sound has got this um incredible power to shift our mood instantly and that's why it's so effective
1: mm. sounds fantastic thank you so much for joining thank us, welcome. You guys. welcome thank you we look you. forward to coming to a session
0: this is the at the about time podcast
2: And here's this week's news in brief. First up, uh, on Thursday, the 8th of February, Street Feast and Foodism are throwing a pizza party of epic proportions to celebrate National Pizza Day. Join the pizza pilgrimage to Hawker House for 10 of London's best pizza traders serving unmissable specials for the first and last time. Pizza Pilgrims is down there. You've got Yard Sale Pizza. It's... It's going to go off. Um, so yeah, if you like pizza, get down to that. Tickets are 15 quid. There's Prosecco. It's a good night. Uh, we're going to plug our About Tomorrow event. Um, and this is going to be our second event on Thursday, the 8th of February. If you are dreaming of climbing the ranks in the worlds of food and want to know what it takes, um, we've got a team of amazing uh, restaurant top female restauranteurs, chefs, owners, caterers, and pop-up mavericks. Um, that's at 6.30 at Work Life Grab your tickets on the website. Um, it's going to be great. We're hosting it. I mean, I hope it's great. Uh, but yeah, that's for any keen restauranteurs who want to start a food business. And on Saturday, the 10th of February, the Tea Room uh, below the Bun House in Soho will be dishing up an all-day brunch um, taking cues from the indulgent brunches that every good weekend revolve around in hong kong there's pumpkin congee with cured egg yolk and braised pork mints and there's pickled leeks fresh basil hong kong french toast with peanut butter cheese butter and syrup that sounds bloody delicious uh, thank you for listening to this week's news in
0: brief
1: Welcome back to the AT Show. Thank you, Alicia, for that fantastic news and brief, perfectly delivered as ever. So we're joined now by Cass and Faraz from the Clarkmore Brothers. Hi, guys.
6: Hello. Hello.
1: Can you tell us, what, what is the Clarkmore Brothers?
6: The Clarkmore Brothers is a creative agency that focuses on building brands, particularly for um, startups. So uh, we work across three fields, which is brand identity, um, brand awareness and production so uh, that crosses sort of And episodes. if you
4: don't know what brand awareness is uh, we sort of split that up into PR and advertising in the sort of conventional sense Yeah I feel that was a long answer
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You guys are like can a I good I- spindle we yeah. also just jump in and say that this is a Valentine's <laughs> themed episode but we just wanted to shake it up Basically you know? I think the theme of
1: this episode is people we like we like yeah. San Sebastian, and we like the Clarkmoor brothers. And yeah.
4: agencies that you love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just yeah, make yeah. sure that we yeah. Yeah. get that. Yeah, agencies we
1: love. Yeah. No, we do love you guys because you, you do things that are a bit different, and from a journalism point of view, we're often pitched. Um, campaigns and brands a lot of that, shit a lot of shit there's a lot of <laughs> shit out there and I feel like you guys do stuff that's quite fresh so maybe you could tell us a little bit of some of the stuff you've done for example Alicia when she was in your um, Your Little Miracles Train campaign
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <'cause> we, <laughs> she, was, she was famous Can on I the say,
1: I
2: was, in, I sorry, I was in the Evening Telegraph yeah. yeah, yeah. Evening Standard yeah. In the Evening Telegraph working journalism what?
6: <laughs> Um, I mean, we, we kind of challenged with the fact that we often have to work with slightly smaller budgets, so that means you have to kind of think outside the box, uh, and that was certainly the case with Little Miracles where we, um, where we, for Organic September, which is, I don't know if you know it, but you do now, is um, you a know, big, big month of the year, and we filled a tube carriage with plants and... Ivy and all sorts of things and Cass,
4: you had a really catchy name for this, which it
6: was was the the train forest, (laughs) which is which
4: which was actually on the press release. It was T hyphen rainforest, just to really drive home the
6: point. (laughs) Um, but that was a great example of kind of doing things a little bit differently. And and you without... had like
1: a crazy short amount of time to get that decked out to look like a terrain forest. We had one, it was like oh, one you. stop. Yeah, <laughs> so
6: we timed it between Farringdon and King's Cross, which was, I think, around four minutes. One of the longest stops, I might add. Um, <laughs> but still, it was a rush to get it in and out within that time.
4: You know, luckily we had a team of about ten people on this, which was a case of um, getting them all on board, getting get it all set up and getting the photo. Which was, which was the main priority for us
1: Yeah, um, getting a snap of Grimshaw and the terrain forest. Yeah, Grimshaw Absolutely. was
6: made famous
4: Yeah, I was in the Looking EasyJet very, magazine Looking very, very
6: natural, I
2: might add I was very in the EasyJet natural. magazine You know you've
1: made it when you're in the EasyJet magazine uh, yeah. So what do you think is important As a small business like yours In, like, setting yourself apart In an industry that's quite saturated And there's loads of competition from big marketing agencies Like, what, yeah What can you do differently and how can you actually Kind of show your stripes?
4: So for us, it came down to sort of what were the existing problems that we saw within the agency field. Um, We had sort of scare stories from a lot of brands who were always talking about sort of having the sell-in from the the, the account managers, the account directors. And then when it came down to the day-to-day running of the brand, it was an aspect of your sort of bished off to the account executive, second cousin removed
6: and... And Bischoff Am- Am- is the official term. And Am- Am- Bishtoff is the yeah. <laughs> so, <that's> actually <laughs> well- the term yeah, that yeah. we use when we talk okay. to clients
4: as well. Um, but it was a case of, you know, with us, you have an account, you have an account director who's one of the co-founders of the mm. agency, um, and more than anything, for us, it's a quick turnaround. We realise how quickly startups need to sort of get their campaigns out there, how quickly they need to be able to turn things around, and for us, that speed factor is a huge pulling factor.
6: Mm. And being reactive to what their needs are. The difference between a startup and a big company is that, you know, the big companies, everything is super, super planned out. Two months in advance, three months in advance, change is very slow. With startups, one day they might need, you know, new photography, then something's happening on social, then they might have a problem with you know, one of their uh, distributors. So, you know, we were kind of set up to be reactive. Or the
4: next day they might need a Sweden, uh, an an advert in Swedish.
6: Yes. Um,
4: I was translating new into Swedish the other day, which actually comes across as nyak.
2: Yes. (laughs) No, that's it's not true <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's important no, to that's, that's a, a, true that's true, true. No. Really? did you use Google yeah. Translate
4: no 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 we didn't luckily we have sort of okay. our partners in those countries oh right to okay yeah. just
2: like Google Translate
0: right. and they
4: new face. equals new well,
6: well done or ukenflav
4: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that actually is made up <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just just reading
1: Ikea I know what you mean though about that like need for agility we work with so many PR agencies but there's like thousands of people you know well hundreds of people that work in the agency and it does feel like you can kind of get lost no one really cares about pitching you personally it can all be quite confusing you don't know who to email and I think there's a real value in small like small businesses where you actually know the person you're speaking to and you have a personal relationship and you're yeah it's, I think it's an important factor of a startup. Definitely.
4: And we work with a lot of founders or a lot of co founders the whole time. And for them, that sort of trust sense and knowing that actually there are people out there who genuinely believe in their business, which is one, you know, we are a small agency. So we do have to really pick and choose the clients that we work with. Yeah. Um, and two, knowing that the clients that we invest in, we invest in them for a reason, which is they're doing something different, they're brave. And they're willing to take a risk as well. And that for us is what we sort of look for in clients, which is the ones who are brave and the ones who are willing to take a risk and the ones who aren't afraid to sort of put a rocket up their backsides and propel them forward.
1: Mm. Just do bold things. I think brands are often so safe with their marketing campaigns and we see the same thing time and time again. Like bloody every Valentine's Day someone brings out a sharing plates menu and it's just so dull.
6: Well, um, but just come in on the point about uh, brands that are willing to take risks, and considering this is the Valentine's sort of <laughs> edition, I think a really good example. Are they looking of it. for
2: love as well? Well,
6: there is our. We work with an ice cream brand called Oppo, and uh, for Valentine's, they're doing this. Um, Collaboration with Hank's Condoms, where we've had this idea to give away a year's supply of condoms and a year's supply of ice cream, sort of like the perfect combination of temptation. Yeah, that's good. And this is on Valentine's Day, so very on point for this podcast. Very much it's fair. why uh, you're here. <laughs> yeah, why we're here, just to plug this competition. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, that's a sort of example of like, you know, what's something you wouldn't maybe necessarily an ice cream brand team up with a condom brand and yeah. like, you know, thinking outside the box and doing something a bit fun rather than just. Here's a box of chocolates and some roses.
1: Yeah, or here's a, like a meal for two. If yes. It's
6: a no, no. Nothing wrong with the health. Although the I thing. will take that if you have a free day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, his number is <laughs> oh okay. seven. Thank you, looking
1: for love. We're just going to advertise him. Um, so, like, rewinding back a little bit. How did you kind of first get into this? So you were, you guys were working in kind of different industries and and doing different things. What inspired you to take the leap into your own company,
2: change lanes? Yeah. Why I did like, you take the like plunge? Changing lanes. Changing lanes. <laughs>
6: Yeah, well, it wasn't so much of a plan, I guess. And me and my brother used to live with our parents in Clerkenwell, and I was working in journalism, he was a videographer. We would go around on the weekends, literally door-to-door, offering... Sorry,
4: and, 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 and just to sort of reiter- reiterate, Cass and I aren't actually brothers, so he's speaking about Nick Horowitz. <laughs> yeah. ...is of a, the Could same with mm. as him more than anything else. Yeah. Sorry, yeah.
6: Although people still ask, well, even though Faris is clearly Iranian.
4: Mr. <laughs> brown, <laughs> <laughs> the
6: Brown. The brown. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so me and my brother were approaching businesses in our area, door-to-door, offering them video content, websites, photography, that sort of thing. Very much, we did it on the weekends, and then we went back to our jobs. I was in journalism, he was uh, in video making... And one client in particular, who was a sort of Clark based company called Air Charge, wireless iPhone chargers, just kept coming back and back until we ended up doing a big international job for them. And it was at that point that I sort of reconnected with Faraz, who'd had more of a sort of branding marketing experience from Proper Corn.
4: Yeah, so I spent sort of two years at Proper Corn. Um, I learned so much there. Um, I learned sort of like the basics of how to build a brand, the grounding of what you need and the people that you need to sort of do what you need to do um and I was so lucky to have that experience and education from two of the sort of best co-founders I've ever seen in my lifetime um Ryan and Cassandra and they got
1: women in business absolutely
4: Cassandra Stavra incredible (laughs) She actually gave me the best piece of advice that I've ever received in terms of sort of brand awareness which is no one gives a shit so make people give a shit Mm. Um, and that's sort of what we sort of carry forward with I care
6: deeply about. deeply about popcorn now um,
4: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's much a no sorry Cassandra
6: yeah, yeah. Yeah. follow me back on Instagram <laughs> <laughs>
2: The yeah, fair
4: enough. Use a podcast to do that. Um, <laughs> but
2: the, um, We've already ordered you off. Let's not yeah.
1: just plug our own personal brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you learn a lot of popcorn, and then you kind of wanted to take that forward into like My Brothers.
4: Absolutely, and sort of the Air Charge opportunity came about. It seemed really exciting. Even though sort of Cass, myself, and Nick came from very separate backgrounds, we all had very different skill sets that complemented each other nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, Air Charge gave us the one confidence and two funds. To go about and sell up the Clarkenmore brothers,
6: as we know. Yeah,
1: amazing. It's like Lissia and I, she eats meat, I eat fish, and we're just perfect pairing. Yeah.
6: Together, you're <laughs> like, a surf and turf. We're a menu. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Ying and yang. Yeah. Okay. So, what cool stuff are you guys working on at the moment?
6: So, we've got a really exciting. Okay, so Little Moons, who are our, number of, sort of first client that we oh, ever had shout <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> but they're very they're, mochi. They're, they're the ones mochi So if, what, mochi. if people
1: haven't tried one one is mochi Oh my
6: god mochi is so it's originally it's one of Japan's sort of favorite desserts they've adapted the recipe for uh, I guess the west and they've put ice cream in it. it's sort of gelato british gelato wrapped in a sweet soft dough which is made from a pounded rice flour um, and I don't know
4: if you've seen sort of men making sort of the, 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 the yeah. Japanese men making the mochi yeah. in those videos a lot of
6: bashing and stretching
4: it's a lot of bashing we don't have that yeah. quite in, in England No, um, not a
6: lot of bashing but, but you really
4: but you have to pop- try it's it it's a
1: still very popular dessert in England as well really
6: really popular um,
2: I see go in to Whole
6: Foods it's on a cardo. you can get it
2: in some restaurants you can for the, get on it on in restaurants
6: yeah and, you know, we are, this year, we're kind of expanding their pick-and-mix mochi, which, if you haven't been to Whole Foods, it's very much, you know, you can All choose Selfridges. different sorry. All Selfridges, sorry, Selfridges. Um... And we are going to be opening up in Old Street with, uh, around the Cherry Blossom season, there's going to be Pop Cherry Blossom press. involved. This wow. is, this is you it's, know, an early incredible. exclusive. It's, it's this is an exclusive. This, yeah, is, this
4: yeah. isn't about time scoop here, because yeah. no one else knows about this. No, and so... I'm actually uh, giving evil to Cass while I talk about am it. Am I it. allowed <laughs> to? <talk
2: about? laughs> we, it's under I'm embargo, guys. Cut.
6: One minute ago, cut that. <laughs> that. Um, but... Old Street, um, <laughs> April.
4: <laughs>
6: we'll see yeah. that. So um, that's really exciting, and then we work with a completely new um, sort of alternative to crisps and nuts called Indie Bay, and they are going to be sort of going massive all across the country this year.
2: Delicious pretzel bites with
6: their pretzel bites, which is it's
2: the pretzel. Gel is an ambassador. They are.
0: They are. <laughs> they are the, the most like Moorish thing tea you'll while
2: ever while eat because yeah.
6: they are. The pretzel reinvented, they have, you know, nothing artificial, they're vegan, they are far less greasy, and they're totally delicious, and you could just eat them all day. I
4: can see them being
1: very big in America, because they love a pretzel, I was eating pretzel everything in America.
4: And I love love this concept of sort of reinventing the classics, Mm. Um, and I think, you know, with Indie Bay especially, that's where they're going back to. Personally, right, Cass, and you might have a sort of go at me for saying yeah, this. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about Cano Water joining us. Okay,
6: can we mention all it's our family? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're true.
4: They're so, on so a so mission. We, so, so with Cano Water, you know, we see this sort of plastic dis- debate, um, this plastic discussion as a society, um, and actually, these are one of the first sort of pioneers and founders who put money where their mouth is and created water in a can.
0: Mm. At the
4: end of the day. Um, and with them, they they sort of came from it from a very sort of background of not not particularly working in this field and in industry, but they saw they saw brands brand with purpose um, mm-hmm. we're going to be kicking off our activity with them in February so this canals is also. another exclusive about that. is that oh, too exclusive oh too exclusive
2: guys we're spoiling you now oh completely
4: right <laughs> um, and also
1: and every, there's such a movement towards sustainable living and, yeah. and looking after the environment people are hating on straws right now
0: yeah. completely so it's all about the metal really straws canals and canals boxed water really, really cool
4: yeah. 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 really cool I'm really excited about the activity that we're going to have with them we're no, not going to talk great. about it too much because i are going to look from the other two we're getting
6: we've got one minute but we're getting yeah.
4: okay
2: so Website. Hit us with it.
1: If people if want to find want out find more, you. they wanna they wanna discover what you guys are up to. Google
6: the Clark and Brothers. There aren't that many other Clark and brothers, which is useful. Great for SEO. <laughs> um, and if on, you, yeah. And on social? On social we're at Clark and Bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, urban. Yeah. Oh, very, very much so. And also letter count uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mainly urban um,
1: amazing thank you so much for joining us guys it's been uh, no wonderful Thanks to hear all us. your insights about
6: thank
4: you. marketing Drinks world. Or... Yeah. no right sorry okay.
0: <laughs> spirits this is the AT the about time podcast
2: so Giles has been been away. You, I've been if you ha- yeah if you have Giles on Twitter, you'll know that she's actually been in New York.
1: I have been. We found some really cheap flights, and I couldn't resist. Um, we went to New York for ten days and basically just ate our way through the city, walking loads, eating loads, just everything.
2: It's such the best a- way to see New York.
1: Oh, it's such a cool city. We actually went on kind of an unplanned Ashkenazi Jewish food tour which spent niche all, just so niche so we spent all week eating in like jewish delis and trying out different jewish foods and it was, it was really good fun so i don't have anything in the uk to review but i did eat a lot of food in new york so i thought i'd talk about somewhere i went to so i went to somewhere called russ and daughters which is really famous everyone on twitter recommended it and it's a jewish deli it's been open since like the 1900s it's um it's huge in new york like on the weekends we're talking about like an hour and a half long queue for brunch like pretty crazy it's all kind of old jewish food so like the kind of things that your grandma used to make in the shtetl and it's all (laughs) it's also just getting a bit casual yiddish um really like amazing old recipes so we ate things like uh chicken soup which was very delicious and they do this thing called the classic which is a platter board And you basically get a bagel and smoked salmon and cream cheese and you kind of make up your own bagel. And it's so much fun because you can choose from like six different bagels, you know, you know, New York's like just the place of choice. So I love an everything bagel. And it was just amazing. Like the bagels are so fresh and so delicious. We also had the best potato latkes I've ever tried. If you haven't tried a potato latke, they're like a kind of potato cake, but they're crispy on the outside, fluffy in the middle. They serve them with applesauce and um, sour cream and just so good. And oh, one of the best things I had actually, is called a pastrami russ and it's basically smoked salmon but they cure it with the flavours of pastrami. So it tastes almost a bit meaty. So it's kind of like spices of pastrami, but on the salmon. And they serve it like you would get a pastrami sandwich. So with mustard and pickle, and it's in a pretzel roll with sauerkraut and cheese. And it's so good. It's such a fun, like, different way of eating smoked salmon. It doesn't taste fishy at all. Really, really nice. Really nice. And, oh, my God, my mouth is literally salivating. I thought, I haven't (laughs) had any dinner, and I'm like, I'm I'm dying. I'm so jealous. And and for dessert, we had a chocolate babka French toast. So chocolate Mm. babka is this, like, very traditional cake. It's got chocolate, like, running through it. It's kind of like a bread meets cake, somewhere in the middle. And they do a version of it where they um, fry it a little bit with egg to make it into a French toast. So it's kind of crispy on the outside, fluffy in the middle. Again, more sour cream. The one thing I'd say is they do serve sour cream with, like, literally everything. So literally, I'd say just go for the chocolate babka French toast like of itself that sounds insane I do I'm not a French toast person but something about cakey French toast it's just a game changer so if you're in Manhattan and you want to try some amazing Jewish food you have to go to Russ and Daughters so in the Lower East Side they also have this little shop where you can buy produce to take with you so you can buy their bagels to take home and also they have one in the Jewish Museum which is kind of closer to Central Park but I could not recommend it enough delicious
2: where have you eaten Alicia? well um, so I've been in Good old, uh, London. Um, that wasn't a dig, like, no. Like, I'm, I'm actually happy to be here. Um, obviously I missed you. Uh, went to Follies. Where is Follies? Um, in Fitzrovia, just off Great Titchfield Street. L- great place. Um, so they launched a meat-free menu, um, for Veganuary. And... On that topic,
1: how is Veganuary going, Alicia Grimshaw? <laughs>
2: You we, made it it, we made it through so far, didn't we? With the show. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, you fucked you Disclaimer. Fucked it. You disclaimer, fucked disclaimer it. Massively. <laughs> fucked it. I got I got the flu. It's like.
1: And I, so in your defence, all you want when you have the flu is a bit of chicken soup, isn't it?
2: And um Gels' mum bought me some proper, good, Jewish, hearty chicken soup with matzo balls. <laughs> I I needed it. So I have tried to still eat vegan food, but probably not as much as I did at the start. <laughs> um, so yes. So what? Um, so what
1: was Folly's like?
2: So you tried a vegan menu? It, yeah. So the meat-free menu has both vegetarian dishes and vegan dishes, which are both clearly stated. Um, I I'd never been to Folly's before. I heard it was kind of like small plates. There's some. You know, they use the word fusion. They use the word Middle Eastern flavours. And I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. What I ate was just supersonic. Really? Mm. Like good Middle Eastern, good Mediterranean. It was just the flavours. And I walked away from that meal and and the meal did not need to have meat. You know, I, I walked away from that and I was like, I'm so happy full, mm. you know, and it was amazing. And As opposed to sad full, <laughs> yeah, yes. which is how I felt most of New York. But um, there was roasted sweet potato with miso, butter and chive Ooh. smashing. But there was this, it was just broccoli. I, I don't know what they did to this broccoli. And it had this like sesame tahini dressing with garlic. And it was just like, bam. Really? I mean, you 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 seem a bit emotional. Yeah, no, no, and like <laughs> you're okay, was, and it's easy. And you have you can build your own bow mm. buns, and they did one, and it's um it was crispy aubergine with um a miso caramel sauce. It would just work. There's a lot it was, of
1: miso going. Yeah, in there. it was sti-
2: sticky, it was sweet. I would say that go for the aubergine bow buns over the fried oyster mushroom, which I found a little bit. Are they a bit oily? No, just a bit lacklustre when you compared it to the aubergine. Oh, and did you have any dessert? So I noticed a crumble on a menu. Ginger and rhubarb. Never a been
1: one say no to a crumble, have you? Love a crumble.
2: A crumble. And then the um, waitress said, you know what's really good? This coconut rice cake. And I said, hey, I'm off to try new things. Hey, two puddings, Grimshaw, no yeah. worries. So got two puddings. The coconut rice cake was stick-to-your-bones delicious. Like, it was just... Sweet. It was rich. It was decadent. It was it was it was lovely. Crumble had a good, you know, good ginger kick, and it was came with sesame ice cream.
1: God, they sound amazing. Yeah. Was this was this a set menu or did you pay per dish?
2: Um, you pay per dish. Obviously, they're still running their meaty à la carte menu. Um, they have really good cocktails as well, um, and it's just like a really quiet. You can sit on the. Um, on the pass, and you see the chefs at work, or you can grab a table. It's just—it's like the the owner kind of just said, "I want my restaurant to look like the made.com catalog a bit," <laughs> which I enjoyed. I there's enjoy a, there's a Campbell soup print on the wall, and there's a little bit of you know low lighting, and it, it was just really nice. And it, perfect it was, for Valentine's Day, one might say. <sighs> Let's link it back into yes. <laughs> Let's I link do. it back into and the it, what, theme. It's, for, it's affordable food. And you feel like, you know, it's money well spent, which I really enjoy.
1: Fantastic. Well, if you'd like to discover any of the restaurants we've talked about this week, there is a post on About Time where you can find and book and share and all the rest of it. Thank you so much for listening, guys, to our slightly all over the place but generally we've pulled it back together to valentine's day themed episode um if you would like to find out more we're um on social at about time mag jenny malian at the 80 at the 80 underscore show just all the handles and we'll be back next week with another episode for you
2: thanks for listening
0: You've been listening to The AT. For more of the best things to do in London and beyond, visit abouttimemagazine.co.uk or follow us at About Time Mag.
5: This has been a Candy
4: Store production for About Time Magazine, hosted by Angelica Malin and Alicia Grimshaw and produced by Van Connor. Spirit Body by Ketzer appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit ketzermusic.com for more with recording facilities in partnership with Jova London. Head to jovalondon.com for more information.